What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Miller. So last week's episode, I previewed week 14 in the NFL and gave some predictions for a few games, and a good amount of them are pretty close. I said the Jets would win that game last week over Houston. They ended up winning that one. I said the Giants would beat the Packers. The Giants won that game. I said that the Rams would beat the Ravens, which they had a good shot to do so, but they ended up losing in overtime to Baltimore. And then I also said the Bears would be in the game with the Lions and said that the Bears probably could win that game last week. But I thought that the Bears would end up losing at the end of the game like they did in that game earlier in the season when they played Detroit. That ended up not being the case. The Bears ended up staying close and getting the win all the way through this time. So that was obviously a good thing to see, especially for a person that's a fan of Justin Fields. So I was definitely happy to see him get a win. So in this episode, I'm going to preview a couple games at the end of the episode. We'll see if I can stay hot this week and get some of these predictions right. After what happened last week in the NFL, Zach Wilson was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. He led the Jets to a big win over Houston last weekend and played so freely, which I was happy to see. Very happy to see him just playing freely and fearlessly. 27-36 passing, 302 yards and two passing touchdowns, which it's pretty close to what my predictions were. My predictions were 27-35. He ended up finishing 27-36. I said 285 yards. He had 302. And I said two passing touchdowns, and that's what he ended up with. So I was pretty close to getting that right. In four of his last five games, he's had over 240 passing yards. And now with him playing freely, that's obviously big for his confidence. And I'm happy to see the kid doing well. Like I said a million times, I believe in him. The talent's there. The Jets screwed him over in his confidence with a poor offensive line, some tough coaching, especially at the offensive coordinator position, and obviously the pressure just being in New York. With all of that going against him, he still has some confidence. And as I said, he did play fearlessly last week. And he made some big-time throws. And I was happy to see that. I was happy to see him ball out, earning himself the AFC Offensive Player of the Week Award winner. And then in the NFC, it was Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Broke a lot of records last week, which obviously adds to his great story. He's the first undrafted rookie quarterback in NFL history to win three straight starts without an interception. First undrafted rookie quarterback in NFL history with a 100-plus passer rating and three straight starts. Most rushing yards by an undrafted rookie quarterback in a game since 1970. He had 71 rushing yards last week. First Giants quarterback to win three straight starts with a 100-plus passer rating and zero interceptions since Fran Tockington back in 1970. And he also ended up becoming the third rookie quarterback since 1970 to win three straight starts with a 100-plus rating and no interceptions. And the first to do so since Dak Prescott in his rookie year. So very impressive, obviously. Happy to see him doing big things. Obviously, it was a big reason the Giants won that game last week. Great to see him making some big-time plays last week versus Green Bay. Ran the ball very well. He finished the game 17-21 passing, 158 yards, a passing touchdown, and 10 carries of 71 yards. Was very close to getting the rushing touchdown that I thought he would get. Ended up falling down at the one-yard line, setting up Saquon Barkley touchdown. Saquon had two touchdowns in last week's game. Devin ran the ball a lot better in the fourth quarter, which it seems like he's a better fourth quarter back than just about any back in the NFL this season. As for DeVito, he plays a lot more comfortably than you'd think an undrafted rookie free agent quarterback would. He found a way to get his composure last week, stepped up in the pocket, scrambled when the pocket was collapsing, and his pocket presence is definitely getting better and stronger. He did not get sacked in that game last week versus Green Bay. And obviously, when you look at his stats heading into that game, he was sacked 15 times in the previous two games heading into last week and didn't get sacked at all on Monday night, which was very impressive. And made some big-time throws to Wanda Robinson. Wanda Robinson had a great game, who I predicted would have a big game in my Monday Night Football preview. Great to see them doing well and having a strong connection. And it seems like everybody's playing harder and rallying around Tommy DeVito better than they did around Daniel Jones. 
guys are playing better and playing harder for Tommy DeVito than they were for Daniel Jones. And that usually happens sometimes when a backup quarterback steps in, guys play a little bit differently. But the offensive line's blocking better than they were. And obviously the weapons are making more plays, it seems like. And all that's definitely helping DeVito. He's playing comfortably and the fan base is behind him, which is a big thing for your confidence. When the fan base, the coaching staff, your teammates, everyone in the locker room, all the staff that's in the Giants organization, everybody is on DeVito's side. And that definitely helps you with confidence. As for Daniel Jones, that was not the case. The offensive line wasn't stepping up, giving him more time, which I know DeVito is stepping up and scrambling a lot better. His pocket presence is definitely getting stronger. But if you look at what's around DeVito right now, the offensive line's playing better. It's not great, but it's playing better. The weapons are making catches they weren't before, which Stephen A. Smith acknowledged on ESPN this past week that the guys that are on Daniel Jones' team, that are on Tommy DeVito's team right now, were not making the same plays for Daniel Jones that they are right now for DeVito. And obviously guys are playing harder and Daniel Jones didn't have the fan base backing him up. For the most part, a lot of Giants fans wanted Daniel Jones out, and a lot of them were happy to see Daniel Jones struggle this season because they didn't want him to be the starter next year. So he didn't have much confidence in the fan base, or from the fan base, I should say. The fan base wasn't backing Daniel Jones. As for DeVito, he has the confidence from the fan base. The fan base is backing him, and that definitely helps you play better and play more confidently. So now I'm going to transition and talk about Justin Fields, who had a big win last week over the Detroit Lions. I predicted Fields would have a good game in that game. He ended up finishing 19-33 passing, 223 yards passing, with a passing touchdown, 12 carries of 58 yards, and a rushing touchdown as well. Got the Bears a big 28-13 win over Detroit. That was a second time this season that Chicago gave the Detroit Lions a close game. And the Bears should have won both of those games. They ended up being 1-1 versus Detroit on the year, but they should have been 2-0. They were up by two scores with around four minutes to go three games ago, and they ended up losing that game. Two or three games ago now, they were up two scores with minimal time left in the game, and they ended up losing. So obviously the Bears have found a way to fight this season. And that's why I think Eberflus, Matt Eberflus, their head coach, will be back for another season. Because they are playing hard for him. The Bears are in a lot of games. Even though their talent level isn't at what most teams are at in the NFL right now, they do play hard. So I think Eberflus will be back. As for Justin Fields, I think he's an absolute baller. And even though I think he's going to have a tough day today against that Cleveland defense, I still believe in him. Cleveland's defense is great, so if he has a tough game today, I know a lot of people are going to be flipping from, oh, maybe they take an offensive lineman or take Marvin Harrison Jr. or maybe trade down since the Bears have the first overall pick right now since they own the Carolina Panthers pick. A lot of people that are saying that the Bears don't need a quarterback will flip-flop if Justin Fields is a bad game. And that's just because fans are just so wishy-washy week in and week out. But I do believe in Justin Fields. So I just want to jump back to the Giants game since I didn't really talk too much about that win against Green Bay on Monday night. The Giants have won their third straight game. The defense had another great game. So credit to Wink Martindale, the defense coordinator. Only 326 yards allowed by the Giants defense to a red-hot Green Bay Packers team heading into that game. They also forced three takeaways, and they made things really hot on Jordan Love. He had a fumble and interception in that game, and he was looking really good for a stretch of three or four games heading into that game on Monday night. But Wink Martindale deserves the credit. He made things hot on him, and he's been really turning that defense around all year. The Giants' defense couldn't get a turnover at all at the beginning of the season. They couldn't buy a turnover. And over the last four games, Wink Martindale's defense has two takeaways, six takeaways, three takeaways, two takeaways. That's 13 takeaways in the last four games, which is absolutely huge. So I know there was a lot of turmoil rumors about Wink Martindale and Brian Dable not seeing eye to eye. But Wink Martindale definitely deserves to be back next year as the defensive coordinator. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, he should be back as the D.C. Because he has proven he can make things happen as a D.C. for the Giants. So the defense played well in that game. And then Tommy DeVito, as I said, ran the ball very effectively. And I know I mentioned in that preview 
that he held the ball for too long, and that's why he got sacked a good amount heading into Monday night. But what he did well in that game on Monday night was stepping out of the pocket and scrambling. His pocket presence has definitely gotten better, and that's great to see. So one last game I'm going to mention before giving my preview of this week's games is that Chiefs lost last week to Buffalo. And there was a big controversial call in that game. The Chiefs had a touchdown taken away late in the game with around two minutes left to go due to an offsides call against Kadarius Toney. There was a pass over the middle, probably a 30 or 40-yard pass to Travis Kelsey, catches it in the middle of the field, runs a little bit, and then laterals it to the opposite side of the field to Kadarius Toney. Toney runs it in for a touchdown, would have given the Chiefs the lead with around a minute and change to go, and it ends up being taken back due to the Chiefs being offsides. Kadarius Toney did not line up offsides, which it ends up being the right call. I didn't get to voice my opinion on it during the week when a lot of people were complaining about it, especially on Monday. I know the Chiefs were very upset. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they were both very upset in their post-game press conferences. But the rules are the rules. And my opinion of it now is the same as it was when I was watching that game live. Kadarius Tony was offsides, so there's nothing Kansas City could do to go against that. That was the right call at the end of the day. I know Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were fight up in the moment. Obviously wanted that touchdown to, to count, but after watching that play over again, they have to see that Kadaris Tony was not lined up correctly. He wasn't. With that being said, though, the referee on the sidelines usually gives the wide receiver an okay before the play is being snapped to tell them, like, yes, you lined up properly. So maybe that's something you can argue. But if you look at that play and where he was standing, he was offsides. So I understand the call, and I don't think it was a bad call at all. I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes need to take a look at that play again if they were still upset about it after the game. But I think frustration is getting to this Chiefs team. They've lost three of the last four games. Their wide receivers are definitely struggling this season. A lot of drops week in and week out. And they're obviously in a position right now where they feel like they're slipping down in the AFC ranks. Even though they're still a very talented team, where they currently stand, losing three of the last four games, they're at 8-5. And, and nobody saw this Chiefs team probably at 8-5 at this point in the season. But credit to Josh Allen. The Bills found a way to win that game. They're now 7-6 and six and have a better chance of making the playoffs this week than they did at this time last week before that game happened. Josh Allen finished the game 23-42 passing, 233 yards, a passing touchdown, and also had 10 carries and 32 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So two total touchdowns in the game for Josh Allen. And it was good enough to get the win. The Bills have now won two of their last three games with their one loss in that stretch being an overtime loss to Philly a couple weeks ago. So the Bills are starting to get things right late in the season. And we'll see what they do in that game today against Dallas. I'm going to preview that game in just a minute. But let's start off with the Patriots-Chiefs game. I think the Patriots are going to hang with the Chiefs in this game. I have a feeling they'll be in the game. I want to go with an upset Patriots pick here, but if you look at the talent level on each side here, the Chiefs are the better team, losing three of the last four games. I don't think they're going to want to lose this game today. This is a must-win game for Kansas City, I'd say. Even though I think the Patriots are capable of being in this game, and I think they will be in the game, I'm not going to take the Patriots to win this one in my prediction. I'm going to play it safe. I think the Chiefs win this one 21-17. No Isaiah Pacheco is a loss. Without Pacheco, I think their run game is going to take a little bit of a hit. But I think the Patriots are going to play hard. The defense has shown up in a lot of games this season. It's just been their offense that has really struggled. And Kansas City's defense has been great. So I'm going to say the Patriots will lose a close one here, 21-17. As for the Giants-Saints game, I think the Giants are going to struggle in that game today against New Orleans. They're on the road against a good passing defense, a good pass rush as well. I think the Giants could be set up for a letdown game today. Even though I want the Giants to win, I'm not rooting against them. I want to win games. I feel like the hype around us after winning three straight games could be getting to us a little bit. And I think New Orleans' defense is definitely going to have a good day today against that Giants' offensive line. New Orleans' offense isn't something that I'm afraid of, so it's not the New Orleans' offense that I'm afraid of. Even though Alvin Kamara is an absolute beast, has had a great season since returning from his suspension, I do worry about the Giants' offense. 
I think Tommy DeVito and the Giants offense are going to come back down to earth a little bit today. No Evan Neal for the Giants offensive line, which he's been struggling this season anyways, but he's still missing out on reps that could definitely make him better, so that's definitely a loss. And the Giants defense hasn't played well this season, so I think they're going to keep the Giants in the game here. But I do worry about the Giants offense. Even though I do love Tommy DeVito, he's only one letdown game away from all the hype around him and all the support disappearing, which it only takes one bad game for everybody to go from your biggest fan to your biggest hater. And that's not me rooting against Tommy DeVito. I want him to do well today. But as I said, I just have a feeling that Saints team is going to get a win today. So I'm going to roll with the Saints winning this one 17-14. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And even though I want the Giants to win the game, this isn't me rooting against them. That's just my gut feeling, that New Orleans is going to get the win. Does that mean New Orleans is a great team? No. I mean, they're 6-7 and seven in the worst division in football. I'm not too worried about them talent-wise. I think the Giants can compete. It's just, I think the Giants are getting set up here for a letdown game. After three straight wins, the season turning around, us having a playoff chance right now, only being a game out of the playoffs heading into this week, I just feel like we're set up to come back down to earth a little bit today. It only takes one bad game for all the support that's around you right now to disappear. That's just a reality. That's a sad thing. Fans are so fickle, they jump week to week. It only takes one bad game for Tommy DeVito, and the fans will no longer be as big a fan as they are right now. And that's just a reality. CJ Stroud said it best a month ago. They love you when you're winning. They hate me one week and they'll love me the next. And he was right. So we'll see what happens in that game today. I am rooting for the Giants, like I said. Tommy DeVito, what a great story. Hometown kid, three straight wins for the Giants as an undrafted free agent quarterback. Just an unheard of story. One in a million chance. Obviously a dream come true for the kid. I'm rooting for the Giants to win. But I do think the Saints get the better of them today. As for the Cowboys-Bills game, I think that's going to be a good one to watch. The Bills need to win more. They're the home team in this game. So they have a little bit of momentum heading into this game, being the home team, starting to figure things out over the last three weeks. I think the Bills are going to win this game just because they need this win more. They need this win more than Dallas. Dallas is already in a great position in the playoff race in the NFC, which obviously they want to be higher in the playoff race to try to have a first-round bye. But at the end of the day, Dallas right now is in a good position in the playoffs, whether the one seed or the two seed, wherever it may be. Obviously, you want the one seed to try to get a week off. But the Bills need this win. It's basically do or die for the rest of the season. They can only probably lose one more game. I think the Bills win this game 31-27 in my touchdown score of the game. I'm going to go with James Cook of the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to add one here. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks as well. The next game I'm going to mention is the Browns versus the Bears. I like the Bears a lot. When I've been watching them play, they do play hard. And that's obviously something I love when I watch teams play, When even when they're counted out like the Bears have been all season and they're not as talented as other teams around them. That doesn't stop them from playing hot and playing to the last whistle. So that's why I've rooted for them a lot this season. And I do like Justin Fields a lot. As for this game today against the Browns, I think it's going to be a low-scoring battle. I think the Bears defense will make things hot on Joe Flacco on the season heading into this game. Five passing touchdowns and two interceptions. As for the Bears defense, though, they've been getting hot as of late. Their last three games were against the Lions, Vikings, and Lions. And they had four takeaways, four takeaways, and three takeaways in those three respective games. Their defense is hot right now. Their defense is hot. 11 takeaways over the last three games. I think they're going to make things hot on Joe Flacco today. I'm rooting for Justin Fields to do well. I think he's going to struggle today against that Cleveland defense. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Cleveland ends up winning this one in a very close one. I'd say 17-14 with the Browns eking out a win. What it comes down to in my eyes is this. It's going to be a low-scoring game. The Browns need this win more than the Bears. The Bears have a long-shot chance in the playoffs right now. It's not likely at all. One in a million chance, basically, at them making the playoffs where they currently stand. But if you look at the other side, the AFC playoff race is pretty tight. That Browns team needs this win more. So I think the Browns are going to win a close one at 17-14. And the last game I'm going to mention in the Sunday slate 
is the Ravens-Jaguars game. The Jaguars are home, Sunday Night Football. They're going to be amped to have a home game at home on Sunday Night Football. Who even knows the last time the Jaguars had a Sunday Night Football game at home. It's going to be a great game to watch. Two of my favorite teams besides the Giants going at it here. I've been rooting for the Jaguars and Ravens all season long. Two of my favorite quarterbacks going at it. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence. Two former ACC quarterbacks I saw play at BC. And as I said, two of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL today. It's probably those two guys and Daniel Jones, my three favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. I like Justin Fields a lot as well and CJ Stroud. But those two guys right there I've been a big fan of now for a long time. And I've been rooting for their two teams all season long. I think Jacksonville's going to get the win here. I think it's going to be a close game. I know a lot of people like the Ravens in this one. The Ravens have been great all season long. But Jacksonville needs this win. I think they're going to get a win here behind a monster game from Trevor Lawrence. And Sunday Night Football, a night game, they need this win. Trevor Lawrence performs a lot of the time great in those primetime games. We saw what he did in that Chargers playoff game last year when he was down at halftime 27-0. Found a way to come back and win that game. And I think he's going to deliver tonight for that Jacksonville team. I think he goes 27-38 passing, 288 passing yards, with two passing touchdowns, seven carries at 35 yards, and a rushing touchdown as well. I think the Jags are going to win this one. I think it's going to be a close game, fun one to watch. Give me Jacksonville winning this game. 31 to 28. I think Jacksonville needs this win more right now. And I believe in Trevor Lawrence. Even though he did struggle in the first half of the season, he's turned things up over the last four or five games. And even though Jacksonville has lost two games in a row, they had two close games. They lost to Cincinnati on Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago, 34-31. That was a game Trevor Lawrence went down with an ankle injury. If he stays in that game, I think Jacksonville wins that one. And then last week, they lost to Cleveland, 31-27. Against a very good Cleveland Browns defense, Trevor Lawrence did have three passing touchdowns. Did throw three picks, but did have three passing touchdowns in that game. So I think Jacksonville is going to get a win tonight. Trevor Lawrence has last four games, a 65% completion percentage, 1,141 passing yards for 285 passing yards per game over that four-game stretch. Eight passing touchdowns and four deceptions. Only sacked seven times in that four-game stretch with 15 carries of 36 yards and four rushing touchdowns. So overall, in his last four games, 12 total touchdowns to four turnovers. So obviously you can see in the numbers right there that Trevor Lawrence is starting to progress and get things back on track. And he's a player that I thought he would be this season. I thought he'd be an MVP candidate this season. Probably not going to be the MVP, obviously, the way things currently stand. But the last four weeks, if he kept this up the whole season, he probably would have been right there in the MVP race. But that's obviously not a reality of the situation. He did struggle earlier in the season, but that doesn't matter. If you make the playoffs, you get hot. Trevor Lawrence would rather win the Super Bowl than win the MVP. I'm excited for this game, though. I think it's going to be a great one. As I said, I got Jacksonville winning this one 31-28. Anyways, that'll conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good one, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.